0: Hey man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah man,
1: well turn it up man! This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. Podcasts to those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcasts. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google Store. Now, on to this week's episode. It's Friday, it's time for another episode. Episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week, Aaron. Good to have you back, man. What's up? And George, once again, what's going on,
0: dude? Hi there. How how are you?
1: Good. And hopefully you guys are enjoying your uh, Friday, February fourteenth, Valentine's Day. Uh, we got lots of things to talk about. Season two, episode seven, here this week. Uh, huge tours announced. These are it's crazy. This episode, uh, so many tours. Rage Against the Machine, Megadeth, Lamb of God, Deftones, Reading and Leeds festivals. Cruel World Festivals Um, The Strokes have some tour dates And they unveil their new album artwork And this was kind of cool Motorhead official ales and loggers are now being served At the Rainbow Bar and Grill in LA So that's pretty awesome Uh, Plus we'll talk about the Oscar winners Uh, Some pretty interesting and surprising Things there this week in Music History Trivia Our new 10 second trivia weekly WTF and more that's of course all on the way Stick around for that guys It's, It's always fun we don't have anything for this month's prize closet. We uh, closed the entries for Alter Bridge uh, and the meet and greet, so thank you for that. But stay tuned. We'll have something coming up in the next week or two. Um, this week's album's out on February 14th, 2020 on the Rock Alternative College releases on the Billboard charts. Huey Lewis in the News got a new album out. That's kind of crazy.
0: It's, it's interesting, too, that the name of the album is Weather, and it's, you know, it's Landmark '80s album was called Sports, right? Hmm.
1: And I think isn't he? I see um, what he did there. D- doesn't he have hearing loss?
0: I did read that he had some catastrophic, kind of instantaneous, un, de- predetected hearing loss. Yeah, yeah. And they were s- gonna go on tour and everything.
1: Yeah, so it's been like a huge gap from them in the studio, and I guess this is the first album they've made in quite some time. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. Also, a new album's out from Nathaniel Ratelift. Uh, I remember he kind of got big. Nathaniel Ratelift in the Night Sweats a couple, weeks, uh, a couple years ago. Night uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a great it's band great. name, right? It's excellent. Uh, and anyway, he's got a new album out. Uh, Summer Camp, Tame Impala has their new album out today The Slow Rush, Tennis, The Men, These New Puritans, and more. So check those albums out. All right, so kicking off our rock news this week Rage Against the Machine announcing the 40-Date Reunion Tour. I called this. I said it's an election year and Rage Against the Machine is going to do a big tour and Run the Jewels is going to be the opening act. So, nice. Check this out. It's um, kicking off in Texas in El Paso on March 26th. It goes through New Mexico, Arizona. They do Coachella. Then we get a date here in Northern California, Oakland at the Oracle Arena on April 21st. Damn. So, For all our local listeners, uh, make sure you guys check that out. That's going to be a killer show. Then they go through the north uh, Northwest, Oregon, Washington, even Canada. Um, then they go all the way up to even South Dakota, some Minnesota. They're playing everywhere. Some They go up to um, Toronto or Quebec City and Toronto, Hamilton, New York. Um, and then they're going to be headlining uh, Reading and Leeds festivals as well. Uh, check this lineup out. Here's Reading. And what Reading and Leeds Festival are doing is basically they're doing the same lineup on the same weekend, but different lineup variations. Like, on, for example, Reading Festival has Stormzy, Liam Gallagher, and Rage Against the Machine. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. On Leeds Festival, they kind of reverse it where Rage Against the Machine is Friday night, okay. Stormzy's Saturday, Liam Gallagher's Sunday. Hmm. So that way, everybody kind of can play both festivals and they have uh, the same lineup different locations. Wow. It's kind of interesting cool. right? Yeah. But uh, look at the lineup though it's pretty... Um, it's
2: like simultaneous festivals. Yeah,
1: right right there next to each other and it's the same artists on each one so you can kind of pick which one I guess that would be like if you were in maybe San Francisco and L.A. and they had it the same weekend and like theoretically... Hey, if you're a huge Rage Against the Machine fan, you could see him on Friday and then drive up to the other one and see him on Sunday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That kind of deal. Um, so yeah, pretty diverse lineup. What do you guys think of the lineup?
0: I, I don't recognize a lot of the names. Anything but...
1: stick out to you, Aaron or uh, George?
2: Just uh, off the top of the... Mm,
0: it's kind of random, huh? Liam it's kind of
1: all over the place.
2: Migos. Run
1: the Jewels, Courteneers. I've never even heard of them, and they must be big in the UK. Um, sorry to all our UK UK listeners, like, Ooh, how do you not know who they are? I don't know. Jerry Cinnamon, never heard of him. Um, they, uh, I'm sure they are UK groups.
2: Black Bear is popular, I guess.
1: Yeah, Two Door Cinema Club, Run the Jewels, also on that one. Uh, and then they have like a bunch of um, kind of little subsect Uh, Stages called the pit the lock up the pit, and then there's like the gallows the Bronx cancer bats Then they got stuff like you know sleeping with sirens then they have like um, I don't know Danny Brown. He's all the way at the bottom there Um, So anyway check that out reading and Leeds festival Uh, Also the metal tour of the year that is what they're billing it is Megadeth Lamb of God and Trivium with in flames and here's their North American tour dates Kicking off in the northwest and, uh, or excuse me, northeast and rolling through. We get a date here in California. What do we get? Irvine on July 23rd and then Concord on August 1st. So, and Megadeth, uh, Dave Mustaine, the lead singer and guitarist, he's 100% cancer free now. So, this is kind of like his comeback tour after beating that diagnosis, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Lamb of God's got a new album. Uh, coming out. Their first single is called Checkmate and first new music from them in five years so uh, that's going to be a big one Alright, looks like Ozzy is hitting the road. Even though he was diagnosed with Parkinson's, he's going to be on the road coming up here July 25th at the Shoreline with Marilyn Manson. It's Ozzy Osbourne No More Tours 2 celebrating five decades of the Prince of Darkness live That's hmm. what they're billing it as I guess that's a cool build. Man- Manson and Ozzy, you know. It's kind of a yeah. Cool little bucket list show if you guys haven't seen them before. Uh look at the Strokes new album artwork. Um, how do you pronounce that name, George? Is it Jean Michael Basquiat? Oh, Basquiat. Basquiat. Yeah. He's is he, he's like a famous painter guy, he right? He was
0: a New York um modern artist contemporary of Andy Warhol and kind of a that scene right on oh uh, yeah a, like same scene like Keith Haring came out of
1: like that that that's a that's a good description of the artwork here yeah.
0: uh, I wish what? I got paid to get to
2: make little kid drawings <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i i think the you could definitely is you do that you do it with whatever your your not your dominant hand <laughs> and that's more charming that way yeah <laughs> Uh, So that's the new (laughs) artwork for the Strokes album. It's
1: called The New Abnormal, and it's coming out April 10th, produced by Rick Rubin, recorded at Shangri-La Studios in Malibu. So I'm sure it's going to sound nice. They already released the first single. It's called At the Door. It's kind of cool, and they even have this cool artwork on it. It reminds me of, like, Heavy Metal, uh, the movie from the 80s or late 70s, whenever that came out. Uh, Anyway, they also played the rally for Bernie Sanders on Monday night this week. Uh, they did oh, a yeah, bunch of that. covers and stuff. They did some Talking Heads covers. Did Bernie and, get
0: up there with them? I don't
1: know. <laughs> no. rock out. I don't think so. Uh, so, yeah, their new album's coming out. And they announced a bunch of tour dates kicking off in North Carolina on February 10th. They go through everywhere. Delaware. Then, oh, then they f- fly off to Berlin and uh, Paris, Belfast, Vancouver, Seattle, L.A. No Northern California date. No. Me and me and Dolly were kind of pissed off about that. We don't want to drive down yeah. to L.A. for it. Hmm. And the tickets are already going for 250 bucks for the nosebleeds. Right. They already sold out on the initial on sale, so exactly. everything's on secondary market, so that sucks. Um, all right. Deftones also announced uh, their summer tour. They're going to be on the road with Gojira and Poppy. They're going to be doing 28 dates, kicking off in New Zealand, actually, uh, in March. Then they hit up the U.S. We're going to get a date. Bill Graham Civic, uh, what is that, July 30th? Yes. And then in L.A. on August 2nd at the Greek Theater for us here in California. Check out those dates for you guys. It's, they're everywhere. Uh, and the Deftones supposedly going to be releasing some new music. So, uh, All right, this is one I knew George would be stoked about. And it kind of blew my mind when I saw it, too. I'm like, damn, what year is this? It's... Uh, It's called the Cruel World Festival, and it's only happening one day, and it's a stacked lineup. Saturday, May 2nd in L.A. Uh, Why
0: don't you read it off for the listeners there, George? Well, from the top of the card down, uh, it starts off with uh, Morrissey. Uh, the Great Bauhaus, uh, Legends Blondie, Devo, Echo and the Bunnyman, Psychedelic Furs, Violent Femmes, The Church, <laughs> my personal favorite English beat, PIL, that's John Lydon's band after the Pistols and yep. to this day. Um, Gary fucking Newman. Gary Newman. Mark Allman, who's the singer of Soft Cell. Um, and then some contemporary bands who are kind of in the New Age, Yeah, like Cold Her- Cave. New Wave uh, spirit. Yeah, like. Uh, exactly cold Cave. even they
1: have missing persons snuck in yeah, there yeah missing well, persons i wonder who's who's
0: going to be like on and then that, down that way down in the undercard two... Oh, they even have berlin there Yeah, that awesome and then two like greats of what in uh, la with the what they were calling like goth overseas it was death rock in la and 45 grave and christian death are like the zeppelin and sabbath of la oh, death nice. rock Nice. Um, so there's going to be a lot of black nail polish uh, <laughs> and black hair. But that is an awesome line. death beddies.
1: i got to say, <laughs> you think Morrissey will actually show up and not cancel?
0: It, you know, I'm a big Smiths fan, but his some of his politics is turning me off recently. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. He's very He's entitled to his own opinions, right? Yeah. Just like I am.
1: Check it out, CruelWorldFest.com, and uh, try and grab those tickets. It's going to sell out, I'm yes, sure. Yes, they
0: do have a contest that you can enter on their website to win two tickets. Oh, nice. And then there are some options, like if you choose to get the emails from them, then your one entry becomes 500 entries. If you get a friend to sign up um, and be on the waiting list as that you referred, you get an additional like 1,000 uh, entries. Nice. So... Yeah. Anyway, very cool. Enough of my commercial for them.
1: No, that's good though. It's good. Might as well try and get them for free if you can. Definitely. Uh, All right. Uh, More tour stuff. Black Crows announced eleven day acoustic run. They're gonna do their big Black Crows thirtieth anniversary reunion tour this year, but these are um, acoustic shows. They're gonna be starting in February. Actually, uh, already going on in Amsterdam, Boston. They come around to our area, San Francisco, the Chapel on March sixth. So if you wanna. The chapel? Yeah. That
0: is a tiny, intimate venue.
1: Yeah, very small. So it seems like. It'd be
0: really easy for us to get them some crow's milk.
1: (laughs) We'd be like, this is perfect for you guys. Put this in your green room. Yeah, we need to have the sponsorship for the Black (laughs) Crows tour with crow's milk. Crow milk, of course, is the protein based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified. Eggs in the bird kingdom, Charles. You know from harvesting crow's eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it, it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in a dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm, none. You know.
3: And it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it it really it makes you it you makes know. you
1: have the mindset of a crow. You see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car and they don't move out of the way? Yeah. Cuz they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that I don't give a fuck mentality. Yeah, on crow
3: milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow. Yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and and be one with with your own um with your karma.
1: Harness the power of the
3: crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So,
1: thank you crow. Milk. Uh, all right, Ozzy and Trent among the speakers at South by Southwest this year. Did you guys, check this out—they're already announcing some of the speakers that are going to be doing, um, you know, different conversations with uh, celebrities and people. Ozzy and his son Jack are going to do a conversation with comedian, radio personality, author, actor Jim Norton. While Razor and uh, excuse me, Resner and Ross will join executive producer, writer Damon Lindelof to discuss their composing work on the HBO series Watchmen. Uh, So that's going on March 13th through the 22nd. Um, Check it out. John Frusciante from the Chili Peppers jammed with them for the first time since uh, their reunion. They performed for a memorial for Andrew Burkle, an aspiring film producer. Um, He was the son of a very rich guy, Ron Burkle. Um, and I guess they were friends of the family. Anthony Kiedis knows a lot of people like that. Uh, so they all played. They did some covers of Iggy Pop, Gang of Four, and um, yeah, it was it was cool. So uh, for Shante, it's it, I don't think he's played with them in quite some time. Over what fifteen years, maybe something like that. Fourteen years, two thousand six, two thousand seven. Anyway, uh, so you remember all that bullshit about Aerosmith yes. drummer Joey Kramer and and how they didn't want him to play with the Grammy uh, right. thing. Well, apparently he's back already behind the kit and played a full show on Monday in Las Vegas. So it's like he did did fine. Everybody's saying he did great. And I wonder, did his threatening of the lawsuit make the band kind of like, oh, we need to get him back on behind the kit. We need to just like get rid of this lawsuit. Or do you think, I don't know, what what the fuck's oh. up with that?
0: I, it does, I don't know. And I've been in bands... Well, with much lower stakes, of course, but I guess it's like anybody's story. This, the, oh, I heard he f- got fired. Nope, I heard he quit. That kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. really <laughs> will ever know. And it's
1: like a internal band contract thing, I'm sure. that's some kind of legal thing that kind of, you know, is at play here. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll see something in the future. Or well, maybe they
2: of... were like, well, you say you can play a whole show, prove it, and then he proved it.
1: Yeah, maybe, huh? Um so that's good for him, you know? At least he's back doing what he wanted to do. So check these beers out from Motorhead. They have a Motorhead one called Road Crew, and then they have a limited edition one called Murder One. And then they have this other one called Overkill, which is in a can. And now they're being served at the Rainbow Bar and Grill in L.A., which of was, course, you know, his main hangout. And I don't know if he was an actual part, like, owner of that place, or do you know, George? Any-
0: I think he lived... Either
1: above it or close to it, something like that. Uh, so now he's uh, memorialized in beers you could buy there, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool for the band, I guess. I'm sure the money goes to his family and stuff.
2: Right. What's the uh, brewery? That's that's a good point.
1: I don't know. It just says Motorhead on the top. Um, I can't really, I can't see anything on it. We
2: can't mention it anyways because. We got that Krill Reserve deal. They might get mad.
1: That's right. You know, Krill Reserve is actually going to be coming out with some very good beers this year. So we gotta, we gotta give them their props.
3: Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find
1: a beer made with krill cotton a cage. Krill and nutrition, and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Cause all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve. Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea.
3: Krill Reserve.
1: All right, check this LEGO set out. It's from Tool. Look at this. Uh, There's a contest going on. (laughs) There's a contest going on on LEGO's website where you can build a custom LEGO set. Dude, LEGOs are cooler now than ever, huh? I know, right? There's a
2: show right now. Yeah. LEGO Masters now it's on. Oh, that's awesome.
0: It's fucking awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah, this is the tool. It's like the full setup of their stage and everything yeah. with the lighting rig.
0: Well, look and even like the barricades in front of the stage. Got the I mean,
1: barricades, the lights, uh, the band members details. down to the hair and everything. You know, the band members. You know, got Maynard's mohawk with the um, speaker, uh, the loudspeaker. Uh, and then look at this, Danny Carey's drum set, man. <laughs> look at look at this thing. <laughs> Someone designed that. Look at how accurate it is. It even has his own little custom symbols and tablet pads and all that. Wow. Um, you can you can go to ideas.lego.com and vote for your favorite one. So if it gets to a certain threshold of supporters, it'll become uh, a Lego thing. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. All right, so we got some trivia this week. Uh, I'm going to read off the question. I'm going to go grab Dahlia. You guys can think about it and discuss it. This Week in Music History Trivia... Uh, This week in 2005, all right? This musician is saluted in England with a memorial train in his name. The diesel engine is unveiled by his widow during a ceremony at Bristol Temple Mead Station in Avon, England. Was it A, John Entwistle of The Who, B, John Bonham of Led Zeppelin, or C, Joe Strummer of The Clash? Think about it. Discuss it for our listeners. What,
2: what you think it is? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I think I'm going to go with Led Zeppelin.
0: I don't have a good guess. John Bonham.
1: I don't think. What do you guys think?
0: I'm going to say Joe Strummer, but let's wait for Dahlia.
1: Dahlia, what do you think here? I'm with
0: B. Zeppelin.
1: This week in 2005. John Bonham. This musician is saluted in England with a memorial train in his name. The diesel engine is unveiled by his widow during a ceremony at Bristol Temple Mead Station in Avon, England. Uh, Was it A, John Edwistle of The Who, B, John Bonham of Led Zeppelin, or C, Joe Strummer of The Clash?
4: Let's see, uh, t- 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 I will go with, uh, A. Which is who? Dave, for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his last name. The who?
2: And John whistle. and Whistle of the who.
4: Yes.
1: All right, so she's going with him.
2: Aaron, what'd you say? What was Ooh. your guess? I'm going with John Bonham. John
3: Something.
0: Bonham?
1: All right.
2: Uh, George, what do you say?
0: I said Joe Strummer.
1: So we're all over the board here. Yeah. Who's right, well, huh? This was just a wild ass guess. It's George, he's right. It is, uh, Joe Strummer. Got a Whee! locomotive, uh, dedicated to him. There's a picture of his wife. whoopty
2: fucking do um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Right, here's a train in your husband's name, right? Uh, the diesel engine locomotive Joe Strummer is unveiled by his widow, uh, widow
0: Lucinda, during a ceremony they did have they're probably their biggest hit maybe even bigger than than um, uh, Rock the Casbah was Trade in Vain oh Ah. right yeah
1: so that's that's pretty cool it's a cool little tribute for him Uh, alright so this week in music history trivia as well in 1981 this week Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon completes its 402nd week on the Billboard 200 charts becoming the longest charting rock album in history Uh, Originally released in March 1973, the Dark Side of the Moon spent a total of how many weeks on the chart, guys? Is it A, 541 weeks, B, 641 weeks, or C, 741 weeks? What do you think? Mm,
2: 52 weeks in a year.
1: Yeah.
4: I'm going to go with D, 41 weeks. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding.
2: What do you think? Yeah, i got re- to re- reread this shit. Do I got to do algebra?
4: I know, right?
1: <laughs> Carry the one, divide by three. Oh,
0: no.
4: This is a tough one, Chris. Yeah. Um, I, I don't g- want them
2: to always be easy. Is this a math question?
1: It's just no. It's just the the you pick the length. Do You think it's like a little bit shorter or a little bit longer? I mean, how many weeks do you think it was on there? That's pretty much it. You don't really have to do the math. If you want to, you could probably figure it out. I'm just thinking originally released. See, 7, yeah, 3, like you could figure then it out. Medium.
4: Yeah, if, yeah. If you, you there's it's did like the a math equation completes its 400 like second week.
2: Time. So I'm gonna go with uh, 741 sounds too much. I'm gonna go with B. Happy medium 641, 641. Okay. weeks.
1: We're go with 641 weeks on the chart for Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon this week in 1981. George, what do you say? I'm going to say C. 741 weeks, George says. Dolly, what do you say?
4: Well, you said it, it's 402nd week on the Billboard yes. charts, and you're saying... Since That's it was so, originally released? Let me do this re-
2: calculation real quick.
1: Yeah, originally released. It wasn't on the charts when it was originally released in March 1973.
4: Okay. So it was on, on the charts for... 400 in two weeks before
1: On the Billboard 200 The Billboard has a chart that has songs that go all the way to like a thousand okay? The Billboard 200 is the one that everybody pays attention to as music programmers and radio and everything. You don't get noticed by anybody until you're on that 200 mark. So a, a song could be on the chart for much longer at a very low position until it builds up to get to a certain point
4: all right, well, I will go with C, 741 weeks.
1: Well, you would be correct. That is how long, 741 weeks, a total of 14 years, three months on the chart, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, in the top 200. It's the longest in chart history for any artist of any genre.
0: I worked at Musicland, 87, 88, or 89, and... Um, mm-hmm real? Big. I feel like I bought a CD from you, you probably. <laughs> we probably, probably all did. did. You probably all did. I could picture and, it right now. Yeah, I know, um, right? Their structure changed while I was there, but when they hired me initially, I was the head of the singles department, oh, okay. which meant that they got me a, a subscription to Billboard. Oh, dope. I was expected to go through charts like, okay, in Philly, this is charting. And, yeah, and these charting are the top here. 10 albums of and the then, week. And then order those yeah. for the store. Uh, well, eventually they did away with that process, but still I would read Billboard because the, the writing was so great. The journalism was great. And I remember reading, it may have been by 87 to 88, uh, it was an article that juxtaposed. It said that um, Darkseid had just slipped off the top 200. Right. By that time. It's, re- it's come up again, but it had just slipped off, and at that very same time, uh, the Sex Pistols, one and only album, Never Mind the Bollocks, had just gone gold
1: yeah and like that was what like yeah like uh yeah, 10 like years later okay, just it. just
0: 10 years after punk yeah uh so and that's
1: how long it takes sometimes for these right. albums Bubble and, under. and to, to to really take off so right uh, you know congrats to them they're they're one of a kind that album's amazing anyway all right so let's do our our next trivia feature here guys music birthday trivia we'll play a song here A song clip that's 10 seconds or less. You have to identify from the clip whose birthday it is that we're celebrating this week. Don't always assume it's the lead singer. It could be any member of the band, so choose wisely. You'll have two hints here. So this musician was born this week. Uh, At 12, he wrote his first song, uh, Sammy the Slug, around this time. And Aunt gave him money for professional singing lessons, but he used it instead to buy the first Beatles album. That's your first hint. Hint number two, in recognition of his many years of human rights activism, he received the Man of Peace Award from the Nobel Prize laureates in 2006. I already got this. Oh, yeah? Go ahead and guess. What do you think without hearing it?
2: Uh, I'm going with Bono.
1: Bono? Okay. That's, a, that's actually a pretty good guess. Um, but...
2: All right. so we'll okay, play maybe it. I'm way off.
1: We'll play it here for you.
2: Yeah, I'm way off.
4: (laughs) Is that sledgehammer? No.
1: I don't know, is it?
4: Can I get a
2: lyric? Can I get a vocal?
1: You got a little vocal in there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think it says sledge.
0: Oh, I know what this is. Pop pop goes the weasel, the weasel, pop goes the weasel, does the weasel say pop <laughs> Didn't they sample that?
1: Uh, totally. Third base. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. What do you, what's your guys' guess here? Whose birthday is
4: it? I can't even think of his name. Didn't we saw <laughs> did we didn't we see him in Oakland or something? What's his name?
0: Come on, George. Well, not. I'm, I'm not gonna
1: <laughs> You don't wanna spoil it. No, Come on, guys! You gotta get—you gotta throw a name out there.
4: What is his name? Who's the guy that sings the song Sledgehammer? <laughs> it's that guy.
1: Aaron, too. Drawing know, a blank? I don't know. Nope. Nobody knows.
4: I know that you love this artist.
1: George, what is it?
4: That's why you dragged me to this concert that I did not agree <laughs> the to go legendary to. Legendary
0: Peter Gabriel.
4: <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, that's Genesis. what his name is. That's
1: right, uh, Peter Gabriel, former Genesis front man. This was from his solo album. So, uh, that we did Sledgehammer Sassy. there. Yeah. Uh, he turned 70 on February 13th this week. Oh my so. God. Fucking crazy, huh? 70 years old Peter Gabriel. And he's still doing well. All right, so next up it's birthday movie trivia. We're going to play a, a movie clip here that's 10 seconds or less. You have to identify from the clip whose birthday it is that we're celebrating this week. It could be any voice you hear on the quote. You got two hints. So, uh, this, this actor, actress was born this week, um... It's a he. He, re- he is also a musician and released his own album at one point. And your second hint is that he appeared in the Michael Jackson musical anthology film Moonwalker in the film's sixth and longest segment, Smooth Criminal. He played the antagonist, crime boss Frankie, Mr. Big. Okay, don't remember, maybe Mr. Big. Remember that? Okay, so here's here's the quote for this actor's birthday this week. I'm
3: just about the time that I'm coming out of jail, hopefully, you'll be coming out of your coma. And guess what? I'll split your f- head open again. Because I'm f- stupid. I don't give a f- about
4: That's jail. Joe Pesci? That's my business. That's what I do. That's Joe Pesci.
0: That's Casino, too, isn't it? It is. You are absolutely correct. Joe
1: Pesci turned 77 this week on February 9th.
0: Nice. And uh, I thought it
1: would have been really cool if he would have won an Oscar because the Oscars were on February 9th. Oh. And he was up for Best Supporting Actor.
4: Was he there?
1: He was there. If you're up for a, a nominee, you're there. Yeah. And so that's a good segue into the Oscars. Parasite dominated the Oscars. Uh, George, I showed you Parasite for the first time. Yes. Without, like, major spoilers or anything, what you, what'd you think of it?
0: I think that if you have an opportunity to rent or buy or borrow this movie, even though it's subtitled you're gonna have a great experience. Well written, great action, humor, um, a lot of fun. I understand why it won.
1: Yeah, it was a a good one. And also uh, I think one that was very close to it was 1917. It nabbed three major wins as well for cinematography, visual effects and sound mixing.
2: It's supposed to be like a continuous shot. Right. Right,
1: supposedly these, the director had like one continuous shot of the majority of the film. Where they tried to make it just man, that's and it's super seen it, hard to achieve dope. that. There was a especially on a war movie of that scale with something. all those things, right?
2: Ah, I can't remember which Might also have been Game with, of Thrones or something. Something had that like something. Game
0: of Thrones
1: uh, did that as well. Yeah, because what that would also, what also
0: uh, mean is not just what
1: you're experiencing visually;
0: it would be also the way you experience time, because the one continuous shot would have to be real, real time, real time. time.
1: Uh, True Detective did that. Remember the one, the season with um, uh, Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. There was a scene where there was a, a drug raid or whatever, what and it works. was like a solid five minutes of continuous shot. And man, just it was it's so impressive, and they got nominated uh, for an Emmy for that because of that. Uh, those continuous shots are really hard to do. In nineteen seventeen, definitely deserved that. Uh, but I think Parasite. You know being its uh its own
2: type of film beat out tarantino yeah beat out tarantino
1: scorsese and the guy bong joon ho the um director he was so gracious to all of them i don't know if you caught any of the speeches and stuff yeah
2: he said he wanted to take a texas chainsaw and split the award up to uh, yeah those guys yeah Uh, he had a little
1: homage to that and he also just like individually thanked martin scorsese martin scorsese like stood up and had a standing ovation during his acceptance speech which I thought was pretty cool Uh, he gave a nod to Tarantino saying that basically he grew up watching all of these guys and he was inspired by all of them and it's surreal for him he can't even believe being able to win it you know and it's the first time that um, a foreign film has won a non-English film I should say has won the uh, best picture award at the Oscars in its entire history that's
2: cool when I was young if I was younger I probably wouldn't have wanted to watch a movie that was subtitled but later and i um, shit I'm 36 years old now I enjoy I should I put the captions on everything I watch <laughs> now, now do cause I. I like every yeah. show it's like I like catching the nuances yeah you you miss a lot of shit you're shit. getting the spelling on everything people's names I mean I I it's I prefer true. to have that, so yeah. I don't mind reading subtitles at all anymore. Yeah, and I
1: think you know the movies that have them. It's 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 a more it's a different type of enjoyment. It's like you're more invested. You don't want to look away. You know, if you walk into the other room, you're gonna miss something. You I know? haven't seen it, but
2: I definitely that's on my <laughs> list. Check out.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm. I consider myself to be kind of an Anglophile, but I do remember that when we went to go see Train Spotting in the theater. Oh, yeah. I was so glad it was subtitled. Yeah. Because their accents were just completely... Un- understandable Yeah, to me. like
1: Begbie and all those guys, yeah. fucking just mumbling and yeah. talking, <laughs> kind of the way we do, like slang-wise. They right. they have all these slang, you know. Oh, that's fucking gash, mate. You know, went down right. to the bar and fucking <laughs> uh, glossed this lassie over there, Gloss you know, this and, and all this shit. And you're like, what
0: are you talking about? Exactly. Exactly. And
1: even the book, I had the book from Train Spotting from okay. Irvine Welsh, and um, the back. Uh, section of the book had a glossary oh, nice. that had all the slang terms in the book because you needed it while you were reading it. It was like you, you had to follow it because it was uh, crazy. Oh, thanks, babe. Dolly is bringing us some wow. oh. some taco salad.
0: Thank you. Do that. Thank you.
1: One thing about the Oscars though, that people were talking about. Uh, they do, always do the in memoriam, you know, oh, like right. the uh, artists that have passed away, yes. actors and stuff. They miss these three guys, Sid Haig, Luke Perry, and this younger guy. Um, hold on. Let me see what his name is. Cameron Shadow. Boyce. Uh, what was his name? Cameron Boyce. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was, um, I guess, what, what what was he on here? He was okay. on
0: some of those Disney Des- uh, Des- tween Disney Descendants. shows. Passed away in Um, July
1: from complications of epilepsy. He was omitted. Luke Perry was omitted. I mean, Luke Perry was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it was up for so many Oscars. It won a couple. And for them to omit, I can kind of see them doing Sid Haig because Sid Haig was more of a B-movie kind of guy in a way. Uh, But still, it's kind of a dick move. He was in very prominent films with Rob Zombie, you know, that... Uh, anyway, uh, just, I, uh, you hate to see that, you know, I feel bad for the families, like, you know. Anyway. Hey, Chris, what's up? You know what, Charles? Don't even go there. Not without my coffee. Oh, wow, Chris.
3: What happened to your ever-so-polite and upbeat demeanor?
1: Shove it up your ass, Charles. Your big, fat, ugly, pompous, face jerk,
3: ugh, turpentine mouth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris, you know what, buddy? I know what you need. What's that, potato breath? Guilt? Reach right into my sack. Right there. Oh, oh Yeah, oh. yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Pull out the can.
1: What in the ninth level is this?
3: It's a cold, refreshing can of a little something called Ball Jack. They're a vitalizing energy drink that'll kickstart your day with a little something called pizzazz. Pizzazz. Yeah, otherwise known as a combination of yellow 5, 6, and a little known and regulated yellow number 16. <laughs> All good things. Drink up. Hey, I feel better already. Of course you do, because Ball Jack is the key to morning success. With a patented blend of caffeine, taurine, ginkgo biloba, and actual tears, you'll punch the day in the face and get pumped up like you swallowed jet fuel. Well, is it good for you? Define good, and Ball Jack is full of a little something we all know and love called energy crystals. Oh, energy crystals, like sugar? Sure, it's your party, Chris. So what do you say to life now? Look out, Betty, I'm jam-packed full of pizzazz, woo! Good! Go get him, Buster, and watch out for cops. Huh? Ball Jack, located at most retail chicken feed stores.
1: All right, news from around the world this week. We're almost done here, guys. Colorado University to offer a cannabis major. They're the first in the nation uh, offering a degree in studying cannabis this fall. State-approved uh, Bachelor of Science degree in Cannabis Biology and chem- Chemistry. So, pretty cool, right?
0: Interesting.
2: You got an extra head up when you're applying for a weed job over the regular stoners. That'd
1: be cool, man. I I would have loved to go to a college that would have had something like that. You know. Uh, anyway, uh, did you see the Westminster Dog Show at all? That was uh, kind of no. cool.
2: I watched that a little bit. The poodle one. Huh?
1: Yeah, the fu- the first time since 1991 that a standard poodle won.
2: I just saw that. Uh, <clears throat> that
1: really nice. Hu- that husky dog. Lobo. Uh huh. And that there was another one called off. Bourbon. It was a whippet and then there was a golden retriever named daniel that was like a fan favorite at the show but didn't win um and the seba the poodle one first time since 1991. all right conspiracy corner this was kind of weird did you guys hear about this that uh they have found the cancerous chemicals in a lot of car seats in newer cars university of california researchers found that the more time you spend in a car the more you're exposed to a chemical flame retardant that's on, it's part of like how they make the chairs or the seats rather, you know? It's a known carcinogen and it's called TDCIPP. And until better ways to reduce exposure, they say that you should dust the inside of your vehicle often and follow the EPA guidelines for reducing exposure to contaminants. You know when you go to a dealership now and they have those stickers that they have to say now that this car may contain chemicals, blah, blah, blah? Yeah. That's what they're talking about is a lot of these seats and plastics and things they use in there have flame retardants they are supposed to, like, you know, help you. It's like maybe a safety thing. It's not going to catch on fire or something. Right. But there are these chemicals in there. That's probably, you know, kind of how people like that new car smell. Oh, right. That's probably what you're smelling. You remember, I don't know if you were ever being a kid and loving the smell of gasoline. I do. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Do you ever did you have that too, Aaron? Where like you felt like, oh man, I still have that for uh, two-stroke oil. Yeah, it's like it smells. It smells good. Like you kind of like it.
2: When I hear it, when I smell that, I just whenever.
1: But you know it's bike. bad, right? Like if you were to sit there and breathe that shit in. Oh right. That's fucking bad for you, right? You don't want to totally. be in a cl- confined space with that. So I gotta kind of wonder if a lot of the car plastic shits the same way. And so they're starting to figure that out, you know. Anyway, all right. Last uh, two stories of the day here or week rather, weekly WTF. Atlantic City's Hard Rock Casino now lets you play actual slot machines from your computer. So here's a picture of the guy standing out. They have this like set of slot machines where you can walk up in the casino, look through this little hole, and you'll see all the casinos with this setup. Look at the camera in front of the uh, slot machine there. Wow. And what it is is basically there's 12 machines on this wall, and they're in a secure off-limits room. The casino patrons can look through at peepholes in the wall. The machines have cameras in front of them so the online players can actually see what's happening and the machine that they're playing. So they're saying this is a way of like combating people who are saying that the online shit isn't real and it's not reliable. A lot of people prefer a real machine, real slot machine, right? Yeah. They think the online stuff is rigged and that it's, you know, the algorithm's different, it's not the same as a slot machine. Yeah. So this way, you can play a slot machine from the comfort of your own home, apparently. And it's the first in the nation to be able to do that. <laughs> what do you guys think of that? I mean, would that encourage you to do online gambling? Would that change your mind about it? Or is it still like, ah, fuck it, i would rather, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go to a casino.
0: Well, maybe it's apples and oranges, but what it what it also reminded me of as you were describing that is, you know, we had all that trouble uh, in uh, Iowa with the uh, the voting... Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, because it was all done electronically. You know, maybe we need to go back. Just go back to some paper and a pencil. You know, (laughs) a cup full of nickels. So I, I yeah, I can't understand why someone would want to play an actual game instead of digital remotely. Yeah, Yeah.
1: but this way it gives you a chance to at least play a real game remotely. I think that's kind of cool that they're doing that. Mm. Um, all right, this was crazy. All right, first off, we were talking about actually some fish. We were talking about Skippers. It used to be a Merced. Skippers. Shout out yeah. Skippers. Fucking best fish around in Merced. But Long John Silvers is the one that's still around here, right? then That yes. one fucking sucks. I don't like it.
0: Yeah, it's too
1: oily. It's weird. It's shady. So this is the story of this news week for Long John Silvers. Check it out. 48-year-old Michelle Krasniewski was uh, arrested after police got a tip from Long John Silvers. The woman was a manager. For multiple locations, right? She had a guy on the payroll that was in prison. Wow. This guy, the money was going to him in jail. And she had him listed as an employee for Long John Silvers and was getting him money. Oh my god. And the company finally figured it out. Wow. Like, who is this guy? Like he didn't even show up to work, you know, but he was on the payroll. Mm. Wow. Over fifty thousand dollars went to
0: him. Isn't
1: that <laughs> That's crazy. Good job for him. <laughs>
0: Well, maybe they can room <laughs> together. It's
1: crazy how those in guys there. in prison get the uh, outsiders to manipulate what they want to do. Like, yeah, get me on the payroll at your fucking job, you know. Oh, yeah. Put me on the thing and just, you know, give me some money that way. Yeah, what was that show?
2: Uh, oh, fucking crazy. There was a show about that about that woman who got the convicts helped escape and shit.
1: Oh, yeah, Escape from Denimora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they convinced one of the prison guard ladies. That was the one with Benicio Del Toro. It was directed by Ben Stiller. It was on Showtime. Dude, it's awesome. we got to watch it sometime. It's a five, six-part series on Showtime. Uh, Escape from Danamora. Yeah, and it's based on a true story, and these two dudes escaped by, like, basically both seducing this lady. It was a prison guard-type lady that was the head of the um, sewing department, like the textile thing. And they, like, seduced her and convinced her to bring stuff f- from the outside in. She was smuggling them stuff, like, stuff so they could get out. And uh, they eventually escaped. And it all came crashing down. You know, they arrested her. And <laughs> she had a husband that was also a guard at the prison. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, they all got questioned and everything. It was crazy. And it's it's a wild story. Holy and it's cow. all true. So, yeah, check that out. It's on Showtime, Escape from Dan Moore. Anyway, that does it for us this week, guys. Follow us on Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast, Facebook.com, Twitter.com, Garage Rock Show Podcast. All of our links are up, nine different platforms at GarageRockShow.com. If you enjoyed our episode, please give us a rating in the podcast in the Apple and Google stores. We do appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace. See ya. Peace and love. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.